This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. It's a new generation of cars. It's a new look for supercars. And today we speak to the man who makes them look good. Mitch Croak from Team 18 is our guest and he gives us his insight on how the Gen 3s are able to look so good. The new Camaro, it's quite an aggressive shape, shape compared to uh, the old ZB, uh, but even things like logo positioning and all that, like the shape is so very different to um, the old shapes. It's probably not really a sponsor-friendly shape, so everyone's kind of had to have a decent think about you know where logos are going to go what's going to be easily readable and then in terms of me stickering it's um template wise like we work with nick moss he's a great graphic designer and he's uh, done some really good templates for us and it's pretty much been um, like i wrapped uh, a camaro road car the show car and then uh, wrapped the race car and you don't have to change any files everything is pretty much as like exactly the same shape as the road car we see the signs of the next generation of supercars with mitch croak and it starts now Well, Mitch Crow, it's an interesting time for the supercars, but we're sitting here at Circuit Mark Weber in Canberra. We are two, three weeks out from the start of the supercar season, and somehow you've got time to go racing carts again. Uh, yeah, kind of um, took a bit of a, maybe a bit of a backward step in job role this year, and still focusing very much on making sure, I'm at Team 18 now, making sure the cars are presented absolutely immaculate, but I uh, promised myself that I'd give myself a bit more time to have a bit of fun and do stuff like this and get back into kind of grassroots motorsport, and um, I've had an absolute ball here at Canberra, everyone's been very welcoming in the retro karting series, and I yeah, haven't raced here in 10 years and it feels like I haven't been out of the sport at all. It's, um, it's great. The body feels like it's been out of the sport, but uh, everyone, uh, everyone's been very welcoming. And um, like uh, uh, the guys that are racing their cart, they don't know me and they just lent a complete stranger a go-kart for the weekend. And it's just that that's sort of kind of grassroots motorsport that I wanted to get back to this year. Yep. I think from memory, Theo DeMarjo's lent you the cart, and that's the cart that probably Potsy Webber normally drives when he comes to town. Yeah, I can't thank Theo enough, and um, uh, Rob as well. They kind of, I, I don't actually know who owns it, but by, between the two of them, um, they, no, they've been great. And uh, they said to me on yesterday morning, they said, mate, 
go your hardest if you bend it it's fine so uh, that's pretty good um that they're they're kind of in that position just to lend a complete stranger a cart and tell them to to go hard well one thing we're hoping will be going hard is the new camaro team 18 has got uh, some shakedown runs coming up this week but what i was really interested to talk to you about was stickering these new cars over what you'd done for the last 10 years with the Gen 2 and and before that. What is it like? Is it any difference at all? Do you have to think about the way you're doing the decals, the way you're doing the liveries? Yeah, one thing about the the new Camaro, it's quite an aggressive shape shape compared to uh, the old ZB. Uh, But even things like logo positioning and all that, like the shape is so very different to... um, the old shapes it's probably not really a sponsor friendly shape so everyone's kind of had to have a decent think about you know where logos are going to go what's going to be easily readable and then in terms of me stickering it's um template wise like we work with nick moss he's a great graphic designer and he's uh, done some really good templates for us and it's pretty much been um like i wrapped a camaro road car the show car and then uh, wrapped the race car and you don't have to change any files everything is pretty much as like exactly the same shape as the road car which is very different to what um the zb and that was you always had to manipulate it and change it here and there but um a tricky shape to wrap and then everyone's yeah just wrapping their heads around logo positioning and all that sort of stuff that um, probably the average person doesn't really think about too much but the sponsors you know it's such a like it's got to be such a sponsor friendly sport Uh, the logos have got to be readable yeah yeah there has been some traffic and our our, the sports great friend Peter Adderton has been quick on the mark about how the bonnets now and you know the Mustang bonnet with that little bit of roll at the front has got some advantages but you've actually seen some of the liveries that have rolled out haven't actually made use of that yeah absolutely so the bonnets probably uh, used to be it still is such a very valuable spot but it's more about just making sure you position that logo 100% right um, which is the yeah the tricky thing that you know everyone's learning and there'll be a few people will probably change them a little bit before you see them roll out at Newcastle just to make sure everyone's happy with all their their logo positioning yep does the materials of the car now, we've changed from a tin to a, a, a carbon fibre, have this generation of car had any sort of difference to the application and the time it takes? No, we're very similar probably to the, the last generation Mustang and ZB where there is so much um, carbon and composite panel, there's very little road car part to them so that side of it hasn't really changed. Um, everyone's kind of rolled out with new bodywork that doesn't need to be painted so it's nice and light and um, pretty much like on, on our Team 18 cars we've painted the front bar, side skirts and rear bar everything else is pretty much the, the raw uh, carbon or composite finish and you just wrap straight over the top and um, uh, it sticks to the gel coat quite well and um, yeah, you, you save lots of weight yep. you, you would hear and you would know the sort of stories that are going around about how many spare parts are going to be available. Is it a case of all the teams are just going to pull? You're going to have a mass of stickers and if for Friday night your car needs a door skin or your car needs a rear quarter, you're going to be putting on a blank and then you're taking up stickers galore. Yeah, pretty much. So mechanically wise like at team 18 we're, we're quite well off spares wise but bodywork has definitely been a, a bit of a struggle um, and you think like there's 
there's limited suppliers that can supply the, the bodywork now and everyone's tapped out. Like it's, you can go as hard as you want, but like you, you, <laughs> there's still only a certain amount of time um, before the first event. So I believe that, that that's what the case will be. There'll be limited spares and um, uh, it's like I, th I believe that like definitely the Chevys, there's kind of a little bit of a understanding that, yep, there'll be this this kind of amount of spares and if we need it, it's there. Uh, and just try to help each other out. At the end of the day, everyone wants to see all cars on track. Leave the competition to on track, but we've got to get the cars onto track first. So there'll be a little bit of a hope that there'll be a little bit of cooperation in terms of um, that sort of stuff. But mechanically wise, we're, we're probably looking pretty good team at in, but yeah, a little limited on bodywork. Yep. One of the things that has happened over the years, and of course, partly because of the, the cars are more and more wrapped, is that the car goes out on the track every single time. It looks pristine. It looks mint, and that's the work you and the others are doing. But I must say, there was a few times at Dumbrell's where that car went with a few scrapes up inside, and, you know, and we know why, but it looked like a race car that had raced that weekend. And I, I'm wondering, is that going to be something that will be a feature at Newcastle, perhaps? Um, no, I think every team's pretty well equipped with um, either a sign rider or someone in the team that can uh, apply stickers, and there'll be you know the traditional wall scraping at uh, a street circuit particularly probably on the probably the turn one exit um, but then that's where like myself and other sign riders that come into come into our own in pit lane I guess where like for example we'll have the car stick it up ready to go and I'll probably take at least uh, three um, complete sets of each livery with me to allow for you know like a wall scraper on Friday a wall scraper on Saturday and make sure that the car uh, is looking as pristine and as TV good as it can be uh, on Sunday, yeah, every day, yeah. Are you worried that something could mean that one of your cars doesn't get out on, on Saturday or Sunday? Um, Mechanically-wise, probably not. I think we're, I don't know, I think we're better off than probably what maybe is being led to believe um body work wise maybe that might be the biggest killer but you know you can do some crazy repairs and that on a on a saturday night and the cars look perfect on tv but up close they mightn't be as perfect uh there'll probably be a little bit of that going on saturday night but uh I, at the moment i can't see anyone unless they have a major major shunt not getting out for a sunday yep and what about the cars themselves? Like, you've got a lot of experience now. Do you think these are the best cars that are being built for this championship? Newcastle's going to be a big test. Um, it's certainly in terms of, like, spec racing. There's always going to be some stuff that could be better. But it's we've got to remember it'll be the first race of that spec. And there'll be stuff that we evolve as we did with the previous generation of cars. Um, Mechanically wise, there's a lot of things that are very similar. There is some stuff that is obviously different. Um, so there are people wrapping their head around it. Um, but in terms of spec racing, it's it's probably not. It's probably a pretty good product. And I think um, there'll be teething problems. There will be 100%. There was with the previous generation cars as well. Um, but I, I think in terms of a relevant thing you know you go back to years and years ago people want to see something on track that they can go and buy something similar and it's not like that in terms of like using the body shell and that like a gt3 formula uh, it's not like that but in terms of look you definitely can go buy something that 
you see look-wise on track, and I think that's trying to keep some relevance. Um, it's tricky in the ever-evolving motorsport world, but um, I think overall it's... Um, they're, we're calling them, calling them a bit of a hot rod. They're a bit of a, a hot rod racer now that they're all built, and they actually look quite nice that they're built. You kind of don't really want to go racing and bang them up, but um, no, I think it, it, overall there'll be a few tweaks, but it should be a good product. When I, when I look at them, because you're all about the skin, yep, yep. but when I'm looking at under the skin, yep. I don't think we've seen better bar work, better you know, internal layouts and... and the you know the instrument panels and the ability now to have instrument panels on the right hand side um, because the drivers move so far to the left and and things like that I just don't think we've seen this sort of level of quality of build in any division. Yeah, and they're very different. Um, as much as it is spec racing, there is still a lot of differences, particularly bodywork and interior-wise, between like say the Mustang and the and the Camaro. Um, but yeah, it, it, overall, it's um, yeah, it should be it should be a good product. Yep. And what about for the for the pit lane crew? That's got some huge changes coming along. How are, how is Team 18 and you guys all handling those differences? Because whilst a smaller wheel nut doesn't sound like much, it is actually a huge thing because it's a smaller target. Yeah, there's still a few things to figure out. Um, obviously, you might have heard that they've been having a few wheel nut dramas, but some other teams have been working on a solution. Um, our philosophy at Team 18 a little bit has been, you know, there's people working on that. We don't need to, like, we're comfortable that they're working on that. We don't need to throw our two cents in worth as well. Um, but then, for example, we had uh, a couple of gearbox mount dramas, so we've put forward a solution for things like that. But um, now the pit stops, I think it's probably a little bit of a saving grace that Newcastle will be fuel stops. So you've got that little bit of extra time to change tyres. So definitely our philosophy at Team 18 is to use that time that you have for the fuel and make sure that that wheel is 100% on properly before before we send the car. And that's what we've been drumming into all our tyre changes. And that um, no, should be... I'm pretty confident we'll be OK. There's, we've got a lot of experience, and I think that'll help us. Yep. And a lot of stability with the team. The, the core... Not just the drivers, but the core of your crew is all fairly stable now, going into, what, a third year, I think, as a, as a core unit. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually probably myself. So I left and did a year at, um, at Grove Racing, and then I, I've come back, and I've come back to a, a really good group. Uh, it's uh, What we've done so far has been a lot of work and a lot of hours, but everyone's still happy, positive, and we all want to go. We're all racers. We're all racers that love going racing, and um, I hope I can add my experience I'm in my 10th year in supercars now add my experience to it and only just complement what's already um, like a building team you're always continuing to build and try to be better than, than what you were previously and you're trying to get to the benchmark of you know the DJR and, uh, and the triple eight and uh, that's everyone's always striving for that and it doesn't happen overnight but if you've got a good group of people you can certainly build towards that we're sitting on the dyes here at Circuit Mark Webber. They're about to give our trophies. Are you receiving one? Ah, uh, no, definitely, definitely not quick enough this weekend to be receiving one. But I've had a lot of fun, and that's what uh, mainly was uh, my goal: was to have a lot of fun. What a chance are you to make round two? Uh, it's in Geelong, so I'll definitely be doing round two of the, the retro karting series, and I, I can't wait. I think only one event out of the five clashes with the supercar event, so I'm looking forward to, well, to uh, getting back into it. Mitch, great to see you, and all the best for the year. We look forward to catching up with you in Newcastle. Thank you very much. The Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. On
or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused the fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.